Good day, good night, all. Shalom, paradise. Back up in the lab one more again, continuing the Texas series. Another legend in the building with me, uh, the one and only OG Wood, former straight profit artist, screwed up click member, father, so much more. We're going to get into the build, man. Welcome to the broadcast, sibling. What do you do? Salute, salute. I salute to you all, everybody, man. Um, I'm blessed to be here. Thanks for having me, man. You know, I'm real, I'm real humbled at this moment right now. Thanks for but thanks for having me. Definitely, man. Well, listen, it's an honor to even have the, the you on the broadcast, you know what I mean? And, and having so many of the, the historical guests that I've had who have provided such uh interesting entertaining enlightening music you know what i mean through a, a right, golden right. era um screw did that dear my you know what i mean and y'all yeah, indeed yes indeed indeed it facilitated yeah. us globally not just in that h not just in that great state of texas you know what i mean not just in the wilderness of north america i'm talking worldwide you know, I'm talking about we 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 felt that movement, man. You know what I'm saying? So it, 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 it's all about at this point in 2020, y'all got some stories to tell, man. You know what I'm saying? It's been too long, man. So that's yes, that's the, the beautiful, that's the beautiful thing of it that some of us are still here to tell a story. And the sad thing is that a lot of those legends are, 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 are true to the heart legends. They didn't get to tell their own stories. So, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm honored to still be here and I'm lucky and blessed to be able to tell my own story right now. True indeed, sibling mine, true indeed. So before we, before we jump into the DeLorean and thanks, um, <laughs> <laughs> let, let's, let's, and this is the, the only way we can start this build off, right? 2020. Right zombie apocalypse what it do my how have you been affected trustfully not too much paint me a vivid picture this year mine oh man it's it's a series of 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 awakenings every every morning i wake up i have um the first 40 days of corona i think i lost 40 friends they weren't all corona they weren't corona related some of them weren't mm -hmm. and you know, whatever ailment they had prior to the corona end up being their demise. And I was hurt. I I, I, I have a lot of friends that are younger than me and I feel like they are, are, are better, better, better human beings than myself. The, the, it seems like the good, the good, good people. And, you know, I haven't had anyone close, 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 but just a lot of people I grew up with, their friends, their families, people I just know, I genuinely know. Mm. And the numbers are ridiculous. But I've been good. My family's been good. I have a my youngest son is incarcerated in, in a gift unit in Beaumont, Texas, and uh, he he had actually uh, contracted the, the the virus. He had about two weeks where he wasn't feeling too good. Mm. He had about three days that it was you know the pain and all that. The the, the intensity of it was like at level seven. But uh, they have that. They have their facility on lockdown and I, you know, I haven't really been able to, you know, get in contact with them since the Corona. And that's the, that's the one that actually touched me the most. He had it in two weeks, it was done. You know, the three days he said he was in pain, but I haven't had to, you know, they let him call a few times, but I haven't had to have the contact that the normal contact that I did 
before. And, you know, other than that, man, it's, it's been a blessing. I'm a, I'm a soldier, you know, I, I'm a barber also. So, you know, the Corona did affect my job. I did stop cutting hair. I did get back into it. And, you know, it's, it's here and there because a lot of people aren't working and, you know, yes. like, but I'm a soldier. I opened up a shop in the middle of it. I, I reopened, I, I stopped working at a big shop. I got my own suite, little mm -hmm. office suite. And, you know, I'm away. I keep it clean every two weeks. I have all, all the, the proper COVID-19 yes. preparations and, I, and I'm good and, and it's working and it's gonna grow. But the, you know, some days is there's nothing going on because there's no money right now. True indeed, but other than Mike. that, other than that, I'm dropping music, I'm dropping videos, you know, it's, it, it, yeah, it's, it's up for me. It, 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 the, worst, it, the worst year is the best year, you know? Well, this is it. And, and, and I've noticed from conversations and from personal experience and from seeing um, associates, friends, etc., as you say, it's taking negatives and trying to turn it into, uh, into pluses, you know? bad yeah. situations you know how, how can for instance someone who is who, who's been laid off from work what can they do apart from obviously trying to seek gainful employment what else can they do with their time can they can they maybe look at discovering a creative element of themselves like painting or drawing could they maybe look yes, at some yes. books maybe spend some more time with some family and stuff so you know it, it's all about yes. utilizing the time as wisely as possible in these um uncertain times correct correct i believe um right now um all my kids all my kids went to college i'm blessed to be able to have my kids go to college of course me and my wife made enough money that wasn't free but our kids have been to college, they graduate, and I always push that. I push three things. I'm not really a political person. I push paying taxes, voting, and sending kids to college. Anything else, the United States or whatever the world wants to demand from a human, I'm not worried about that. But in my mind, in my heart, in my soul, I believe in crafts. I believe in skills. Mm. I, believe in, I believe in arts. I believe in Things you do with passion, I think you need to go for it because I'm 46, I was cutting hair at 15, I was rapping at 15. I had salesman jobs, car salesman, roof salesman, roofer, mm. <laughs> uh, uh, welder, and all those things were strenuous and not really what I wanted. And it seems I'm 46 and I'm cutting hair and rapping. Things I was doing in my garage at 15 that I could have took on a, yeah. on, a, on a path earlier but in my mind, I want to go to college. College isn't for everybody. I wanted to be an electrical engineer. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to be an electrical engineer. I say I like science. I like I like math. And 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 um, I end up going to college, TSU, Texas Southern, and third war in my school. And I went for I went three years for nothing. Mm. I, I changed my major from electrical engineering to philosophy and psychology. Whoa. Which, which I use while I'm cutting hair. I can imagine some excellent um, skills yeah, to have. Yeah, so, so you know, my, I learned that my car salesman taught me customer service, and I use that in the barbering. My roofing taught me hard work. I use that in the barbering. But these are things I was doing as a kid, and if I went to barber school at 17, mm. <laughs> I probably have three I probably have three or four barbers. Hey, 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 sibling, you'd have 16... Motherfucking yes, yes. barbershops and shit, man. <laughs> You'd have yes, an empire, yes. man. Okay. Yes, empire type stuff, yeah. Glad to but hear. I believe in skills. I, 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 I believe in skills. I believe working with your hands. I believe 
I, I ask every kid or every person I really talk to, I say, what makes you you? And I might not never get the right answer, but you know, I'm pretty sure they think about it after they leave me. Definitely. And, and, and sometimes those are the questions to ask. And sometimes maybe not even once next time you see that individual, you know, have you got an yes. answer to that question or are we still yes. searching for it? You know, if you found it all good, but at least it's inciting that thought to make people say, you know what, maybe what I thought I wanted to do, or maybe I wasn't even thinking about tomorrow, for instance, or the next year, I'm just living today. Correct. It's yeah, man, that, that, that's good to hear, man. And I'm glad to hear that you're, um, you, you know, that your son's doing well and stuff uh, health wise. Um, you know, and you haven't personally been too affected within this 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 year, mine. It's, it's good to hear, mine. Good to yes. hear. Okay. I have a grandmother also. She's ninety eight, and she's in a um, she's in a uh, like you know the old folks uh, old folks home, senior living home, and I can't get to see her. They won't let us in. They 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 changed it to one person on the visitation list. Things of that that sort, but. I know I'm gonna do something special. I'm gonna go make a, a snowman right outside her window since I can't go inside. Yeah, I'm gonna go make a snowman outside her window. I'm gonna find the snow, even if it doesn't snow. I'm gonna make her a snowman. You gonna do something, man? Is it them, them snowmans? Yeah. Is 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 Grandma staying then, sibling? Yes, man. Yes, man. Definitely, man. Okay, so um, let us rewind some time. Let's jump in the DeLorean. And let's let's go back before uh, there was a, a, a OG Wood. Um, where were we born and raised, sibling? Where was you born and raised, that sibling? Where was I born? Yep. Okay, I was born and raised. I was born and raised in Houston, Texas, St. Luke's Hospital, June 26, 1974, 11:31 uh, p.m. That's why I like the night. I'm a night out. <laughs> yeah, I was born in Houston, Texas, in the medical center downtown, right by Third Ward. I'm right in Third Ward, where I was born. That's why I love my hood. I love my. I love where I come from. I love my upbringing. Mm. Third Ward, Texas. So, be, be can yes. we be be precise? Where did we actually grow up within the Third Ward? Oh man, this my story is. There may be a few people with my same story. A lot of people like to say they have the only story, but a lot of uh, we're all human and we all come up in the same era. We see the same things. Mm -hmm. But I actually grew up on the good side of Third War. I grew up on South McGregor and North McGregor. This is the McGregor Bayou. There's mm -hmm. a bayou in between and there's mansions on both sides of the bayou. Brownstone, the Brownstone big mansions. Yes. 100 foot pine trees. Yes. I grew up across the freeway from Beyonce. Yeah. Beyonce, we and Beyonce were little kids in Third Ward, and our parents were almost, almost, you know, half a millionaires or millionaires mm. because that's the neighborhood we lived in. And I end up going through the crack, the crack phase, and my mother and father had a divorce, and I end up being on the other side of the track. So I have both mentalities you know we only look at the world from our perspective from mm -hmm. where we are from from our point of view yes and me me actually being born with everything the rich kid the, the Elroy Jetson of the block I got mm -hmm. big wheels I got green machine 
got <laughs> every toy you can think of. I had it as a kid, and then to go to five years later, same kid, no food in the pantry, mother on drugs, mother father divorced, going back and forth every day. Yeah, I went to I went to eleven schools. That it was that through moving homes and stuff like that, or I went to eleven schools. You know, and it's that that tells you my my life wasn't stationary. There was the foundation wasn't there. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it wasn't that I wasn't good at school. It was just you know going through the turmoils of a divorce. My mother and father fought fighting for custody, and then there was the weekends thing. And of course, those type of kids who gotta make new friends and end up yes. fighting their first day of school type of stuff. Every scenario is just all over again. And that it actually became my identity. That's that's who I am. Uh, most most people who are adults, they don't address the problems that they go through as a child, or even deal with them or recognize them. You know, and you it's, that's something that you have to do. And I and I learned that in my life that it was real unstable, and I was able to be like a cat and just it doesn't matter. I can fall. On, I can fall right back on my feet. I can fall right back on my feet. And everyone is not. You know, everybody is not able to do that, you know, and that's just who I am. I'm from both sides. Then you have the people who are in the middle, you know, they're struggling on the fence, the middle class. You got the rich and the poor and the people in the middle. And they all have their own their own perspectives and ways of life. And a lot of people cling to me because it's not you can assume, well, yeah, he look he still look like a little rich kid, you know. <laughs> then you see my scars and all everything I've been through, but like, nah, he, you know, they he came up rough, did a and I'm really not either or. I just look at things from both perspectives. You had, to, in essence, the best of both worlds um, and you had yeah. both experiences. So you can see the pitfalls, the highs, the lows um, and everything in between. It was, was that, as, as a youngster, was that pretty ch challenging for yourself um, going through that or was you a pretty resilient uh, youth? Oh man, I, I had ashy knees and dirty shoes, man. I, I embraced it. <laughs> I embraced it. You know, it it, it wasn't it wasn't uh easy task, but I whooped the bully everywhere I went. I got him. Everywhere I went, the bully was there, I got him. <laughs> Sometimes I didn't actually beat him, beat him, but I did enough to him to where he ain't bully nobody no more. Yeah. Not me or nobody else, mm. you know. You and, that, and that's what we need people to actually be standing up to these bullies man in real life yes, as, as adults yes, as well man that's that's where that's the the power of life the power of the government the power of a whole bunch of things all deal with bullying that's it's, it's just a part of life extortion it's just a part of life just pushing and pressing people but you know i've been i had my back against the wall forever so you know i embrace it i, I run to my challenges i don't run from anything this is it, man. Nothing has changed. It's just the uh, the game has slightly advanced. Um, yes, yes. Same shit, different toilet, unfortunately. Yes, yes. Very much so. So, as a as a as a youngster, what are we? Um, when did we first start to um, fall in love with music, and what was the what was the genre that we was uh, messing around with as a, as a early youngster? Oh man, um, I'm like overwhelmed with music mentors and and things that actually just just try to put it all over me. Yeah. You know, I got I got my father was a 
he wasn't a DJ, but he had a record collection <laughs> better than all of the DJs we knew. I had an uncle who was the same. He even had the the old school reel to reels. Oh shit! Thick tape. Yeah. And yeah. we, I actually seen Richard Pryor, uh, Red Fox, Esther. I've seen their live stand up comedy off of tapes. I've listened to their live stand up comedies off of the reel to reel tapes. Mm. And my brother was. I got two. I got seven brothers and two sisters. So I have two older brothers that are DJs. I had another brother that was a break dancing pop locking uh king he um he actually he beat turbo and ozone from the movie breaking the guys turbos and ozone in the movie for real he actually yeah he killed those guys on good morning america and i think i was in the sixth grade and that that it messed me up you know my older brother was the dj so he's the brother older brother's the dj the younger brother the break dancer somebody got a rap but i'm the the age gap is like you know they're like four or five years older than me, so mm. um, that was my that was my whole thing. You know, of course, my mother always had a piano in the house. I always I played instruments. I was a great I was a great trumpet player, great trumpet player. I can read read sheet music. I can write sheet music. I can write notes okay. and sheet music. I, of that? course, I forgot it. You know, you stay away from it, you forget it. Yes, of course. Was trumpet in elementary? Was, you know, sibling was was that um. Did you sort of kind of perfect that craft after school or was that all sort of via your elementary I went to, teaching? Oh, I went to I went to McGregor Elementary. Uh, there's a guy named, I can't forget his first name. There's a guy named McGregor, a black history guy, hundreds of years ago, did a lot for Houston in Houston. And there's a McGregor Park, a McGregor Bio, and the McGregor Elementary School. That's the school I went to. It's predominantly black and it was advanced. It was an advanced school. Oh. Uh, I played the trumpet while kids were playing kazoos. Uh -huh. I was playing. I was already playing the trumpet and reading notes. So most people get into music like junior high, high school, and then I got friends who carried on and they did music in college. And they think they're better. They have a better ear than me, but I just sit back and look like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I can read sheet music. I used to play. I used to play memorized. I used to play memorized. Have memorized dissertations at the Thanksgiving Day uh, mm -hmm. holiday play the christmas play i'd be up in the front by myself with a trumpet no sheet music no no sheet there no bandstand with the sheet okay. music just from from memory so i was doing that like third fourth and fifth grade and i got like kind of bored so now okay. i want to rap my brother's djing beastie boys are out yeah i want to rap if the beastie boys can rap, <laughs> if they can rap i, I want to rap and i transform a poem into a rap, a school poem into a rap. What year we're talking? I, uh, this is seventh grade. So fifth and sixth grade, you know, I was trying to morph away from the trumpet. I wanted to be the trumpet. I am the trumpet. My voice is now the trumpet. So I wanted to rap and I rapped at uh, seventh grade. Watch this, this is crazy. At seventh grade, YMCA, at the YMCA in seventh grade, I rapped a poem from elementary, well, a poem from the it was seventh grade. It was a seventh grade poem. I don't know whose poem it was. I need to find out who poem it was because I I plagiarized that thing. <laughs> I plagiarized that thing, you know. So I'm up there. I'm reading. I'm I memorized it and I'm rapping the poem and it's a poem, but I made it into a rap. And that was seventh grade at the YMCA. Big Floyd. Big Floyd was there. Everybody it was. It, everybody was laughing and crunking. I was like, they do all this for me, and I felt the embrace of 
entertaining, you know, because the Trump is cool and everybody clap and, you know, it's kind of structured, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. It's very structured and, you know, don't be quiet and all that, you know? So when I rapped and all it's my peers, you know, the YMCA in the summertime, kids go to the broke kids, you go to the YMCA so you can get your lunch and something to do in the daytime, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like age from five to, to like 12. And all those kids, everybody, man, it, the, everyone treated me a different way after I did that. And I was young and I was just stepping stepping out, you know, MC Shan and LL Cool J and Run yep. DMC, was on, they was getting it. And once my brother leaves, his studio equipment is right next to my room. So it's a wall. Yes. Studio, the studio equipment is right here, serving Vegas speakers in the house. And then my bed is right there. Should, do I stay in bed or go in my brother's room? Man, I was like in fifth grade. They were in high school and I was hanging with, man, they did parties. King T from the Alcoholics. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legend. He a legend. He's from Third War. He, he lived on Eagles. Yes, he lived in Third War. He, watch his story. And he gets mad when I tell it, but it's the truth. He stole my brother's turntables. The technique. <laughs> the techniques, 1200s. He lived in Houston. He lived in Houston. He stole my brother's turntables. He moved back to Cali. Guess what happened? Yeah. Skyrocket. Yeah, yeah, funky yeah, yeah, yeah. Funky piano. Boom, boom, Funky piano. Boom, just Sibling. like that. that. His is, name is Roger. Yeah, his I'm, name is Roger McBride. I know his mom. I didn't. I, I I know his sister now, but I didn't know his sister then. But he lived in Third Ward. He DJed at KTSU. He used to be a radio station at TSU the College. Yeah, and. It was called KTSU Kids Jam. And during Kids Jam, um, King T, my brother was Sherman, Agent Fresh, Luscious Ice, um, Lester Sir Pace, and all these, we have Kids Jam. So we'd be at home, you put the tapes in the tape recorder, you press record, play, and pause, mm -hmm. and you're waiting because they're going to play all the hip music, you know? And I watched my brother DJ when I was in elementary and I was like, you know what, man, I want to rap. I want to rap. I want to rap. Everybody like, man, you don't look like no rapper. Man, you act like no rapper. That's all right. I want to rap. But I got, I got that King T, my brother, they did, they did uh, parties. They did parties for U of H, the University of Houston, Texas Southern University, St. Mary's, the private school. They were doing parties at the private schools. Bonkers, bro. I was like, this is I'm an elementary kid. I'm packing a crate, so they're gonna let me come in. I, I was sound boy style. <laughs> man, I was going to clubs, bro. Right hand to the man. I was going to clubs from 10 to 15. I was going to all the grown-up clubs. Hey, I'm packing, I'm with them. I'm just packing crates. It's gonna be all right. Mm. So I had a baby face, so they really thought I was younger than what I was, so it was cute, man. Uh, <laughs> and it, I seen the life, man, the, the 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 culture of music, the break, like my brother was break dancing, the spray painting. It's all the culture of music, yeah, man. It's yeah. all hip hop. Hey, I, you dropped a bomb. Would you drop a bomb? I mean, King T from Third Ward. I had, I had, I, yes. I, I had no idea. Yes, yes. He's from Cali, but he moved to Third Ward, and okay, so he moved there. Sorry, I thought you yeah. said okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he moved uh, when he was in high school. I was in elementary. My brothers were in high school, but. And I, for a three-year period, King T was right there. Well, three years, and he was right there in Third Ward. Nice. Yes, sir. He used to be skinny. He used to be skinny. It's my real, real skinny. Roger, Roger McBride, man. I used to sit on He lived on Nagel and Rosalie. I lived on Live Oak and Rosalie. 
one block, four or five houses, boom. Yeah. And my brother was the only one with turn turntables. And you know, we was in the ghetto, we in the hood. Mm. He had turntables, sir and Vegas speakers, man, party right in the house every night. And my mom would be out doing her thing, and we yeah. have cardboard on the kitchen floor, the Spinning. parachute pants, <laughs> everything, all the whole nine yards. They did routines, dude. They did routines, man. They had people coming out of the boxes, ticking every. These dudes went to one high school. Man, these dudes gonna do three, four <laughs> talent shows at schools. They didn't even, even going to the school. They going to school doing talent shows. So that's where I seen it. You know, the, the it was the making up the routines, the the all of that that mm -hmm. made me want it. I, I seen it with my own eyes, and everybody's like, "How do you got an edge on everybody? How's Wood got an edge on everybody?" I really don't have an edge. It's just I just been, I've been groomed, man. I'm not. I was born in it, sworn in it, and my draws got torn in it. You know, soaking up the game, man. Soaking yeah. up the game. Yes. So so fast forwards. You you you're, you're talking about as you know elementary times. You want you want to be a rapper and all that baby face. You go into these right. adult clubs and all that. There, as you say, you're soaking up all this game. When yes, when yes. when are we? And you've done your first you know your first rap and Big George Floyd as you said, Rising Paradise. So that brother, he was there. Yes. Was like you know what I mean? Um, yes. When do we fast forward a little? Some when do we start to really start to put it down? And 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 the third world was like, yeah, man, Wood Wood's got something, you know, still. Well, uh, the thing is, like I told you, I went to eleven schools and. Uh, I moved a lot. So that whole, just the neighborhood was, Third Ward is the heart of Houston. You, you know, you go to Third Ward first, then you go everywhere else. It's just, that's how it's been since the 70s, 80s, since my dad and, you know, my grandparents have been there a hundred years. But I moved to the Southeast side. I moved to Scarsdale. I moved to right behind Alameda Mall. I moved to a, a area that was like Clear Lake. It was real prominent. Uh, the rich side of Houston uh, that was, you know, on a suburb level. So I was an inner city kid and I got moved out of the city to where the, the, the area code changed and everything. So this, the school I went to was called Beverly Hills. My junior, my junior high. So you, if I said the schools are called Beverly Hills and it's in a white neighborhood, so you already know. But um, I transferred there. I think I kind of slipped on the music. But, but MTV and your MTV raps and stuff that came out. So I didn't really have to be around my brother DJing and dancing in the parties. I was just looking at it on TV. And like a man um, in high school, ninth grade, me and my friends were just, was just, you know, jiving around and here, here we go. We're we're in ninth grade. Hey man, we're gonna have a group. We're gonna call H2O. What's H2O? Water, man, you know water. I'm like, water? He's like H2O, hard to obtain, an acronym. Hard to obtain. I was like, okay, hard to obtain. We can't be held down. We flow like water. Cool. It's me, Mike Yo Simmons. Mike is a actor and a comedian now. Y'all probably see him. He's a true. He does all types of. He's uh, here to LA, but he was a video. He's a videography type of dude, and we started a rap group. And he was <laughs> like I said, the clothes. He was. We had the jumpsuits. With the jumpers that you put the buckles on, yeah, and yeah, spray yeah. paint Bart Simpson. He was, he was spray paint Bart Simpson on there, and I rap names on here, and it was bonkers, man. Mike, Mike, Mike. Um, I can really contribute Mike to 
helping my, Mike L. Simmons. Mike L., I, I contributed him to, you know, my rap career because, you know, uh, he's he's black and Chinese. His father is real smart. His mom, you know, smart. They they rich. They got money. They got money. So we were just going buying clothes. It was just me and him. First, we were just buying the clothes. Go buy some jumpers. You gonna spray paint? <laughs> Your mama got you all that stuff. You gonna spray paint on it, and we gonna sell them. You know, first I was the first one. Boom, here where he is. He's like, man, I ain't get the right. I ain't get the right response. I said, don't worry about it. Let me fix mine. Do mine. Do me one. And when he did mine, you know, a lot of people don't like to take things from you when it's just you, and they yes. want to go around. They want to go around so they can get the hook up and all that junk. That's not business. But uh, everybody like, I was cutting hair, put nice flat top designs all around the jumpsuit. We gotta be a rap group. Yeah, we gonna yeah. be a rap group. And shit, summer football team is after football because we went to Marlon Taylor and Milton Taylor. They're twins. They're Jamaican. They their dad taught them the cello. One of them had a cello. The other one had a beat machine. Cello, beat machine, mm. record, play on the on the on the on the radio. Boom, let's go. Do we need we need all that other stuff? No. Ah. And we did we did our first song, man. I was 15 years old. It's called Rookie Sensation. We're playing football, so we're playing. Oh, we're playing football, so we're playing football. So I just assume. I just assume. Hey, Rookie Sensation. That's a good. That's the name. You know, we all gonna be. We all going to college. You know, I wish <laughs> we all going to college D1. We going to the pros. So we did the song called Rookie Sensation, and he just played the the cello. He just boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, that's the whole song, you know. And rookie sensation, sensation, rookie sensation. It was just simple. And my name was Caleb. My name was Caleb at first, and I changed it. It was suave, swift, and slick. Mike L was suave because he's Chinese and black. He got a good hair, the slanted eyes. White <laughs> girls, everybody love him. Swift. Gary Gary Smith name was Swift. Because he was a football star, he ran a four three forty, and could not be caught. He was fast, fast. His name was Swift, and you know me, I'm just regular. I'm regular speed. I got hops. I can jump, and you know, I can do pump returns real good. But I wasn't super fast. I wasn't mm. super big, super strong. Just real slick. <laughs> Swift, Swift, and slick, man. We had a group. We opened up for three two. God rest his soul. Raising paradise. There's a club called Metronome. Behind now, meet them all. Fifteen years old. My family had a funeral home. So wait a <laughs> I minute. Took so, so, hey, I took hey, the limousine. Hey, took the limousine. Hey, buddy. We got these little swabs. We got this time. We had hoodies, and everybody here, his, everybody had the name Swall, Swift, and Slick. And we got the hoodies and the shorts. And, and I want to rap like Boo Snickens, man. I want to be like um, okay, uh, poor righteous teachers, man. Poor righteous teachers, man. That little dude from Poor Righteous Teachers, one of my favorite dudes. That's why I kind of got a high pitch. A high pitch flow style like him. Yeah, yeah. Rock him, rock him, my favorite man. Scarface. I, I made my style out of five people. I chose Scarface, Rock him, Tupac, Spice One, and I forget who the oh Pharaoh. Pharaoh from Street Military. Pharaoh from Street Military. Yes. So I put all those, all those people, and this is this is wood. This is who I am. Yay. All right. So you're 15 opening up to th for 3 2. Um, man, the convicts, 3 2 and Big Mike, man, that was crazy. That my little brother's like, my little brother's like, 
man, you were sweating and everything. Nigga, I was sweating because I was nervous. He said, man, y'all look like y'all was really, really, really. I said, you did do it for real. He's like, but you were sweating everything. I said, duh. I was nervous as hell. 15, yeah. man. Yeah. We got dropped off in the limo. My auntie was not coming back to pick us up. Just, <laughs> they, they seen us get out, though. They seen us get out. We got out the limo. Yay! Hey, so alright then. I'm, I'm the, um. You opened up for um for the convicts, Big Mike and Three Two. Man, uh, who wow. else? Who else was on that there? Was it just them, or who else was on that? Oh, on that? it was that. That was the. That was the whole. That was the whole thing. I talked to the. I talked to the uh the person who owned the club, and you know I'm 15 years old. They look at me like fool. You not gonna get no hundred people in here. I say, man, I'm guarantee I'm gonna get hundred people. Say he say. Three two, three two, and uh, uh, Big Mike already had the slot. Of course, they had somebody with them. Mm-hmm. But me being me, I the crazy thing is I was a better uh, businessman as a kid artist than I am as an adult. You know, as a kid, I was really <laughs> ambitious, and I was like, "Bro, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm guarantee you a hundred people, and you're gonna give me thirty three percent." <laughs> I was a fucking kid. I was a kid. And I was, hey man, the, you know what I'm just saying? A limousine? Shit, I don't go, I go places no limousine now. Mm. But as a kid, just a limousine getting paid from the door. Oh man, we had our own units. Three two them had three two and big Mike had on Dickies. We had on our own stuff. Man, it was crazy. And it was crazy. And and, and that just sparked it, you know. Um our our football, I mean no, our football careers was what they were, you know, Mike played college ball. He ended up working at radio stations. He ended up being on entertainment tonight. And now he's doing comedy. He's always gonna be in front of the camera because Mike, mm. he's like, he likes to kill O'Neill. Just, he's big old, <laughs> he, he, you know, those some people are just who they are, you know, yes. and, and, and it's crazy. But after a while we had, you know, kind of struck up. We go back to the club and getting fights and they, they didn't want to fight us after that. We was too, you know, we was too young and too mm. big. So the drum major, the drum major from Dobie's, I went to J. Frank Dobie with Mike, uh, Gary, and I. We all went to Dobie. And the drum major from the school had kind of like, you know, heard about us doing our music and not knowing. This is Noel Alamon. He lives on my street. We both live in Sagemont. And he's on, he's on, he's five houses down. Right. And he has a beat machine. So the cello and the little drum, the little four-pad drum machine, little yep. four-pad drum machine. We left the twins, Milton and Marlon. Sorry, bro. We had we had to elevate. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, a lot of mine. He had a he had an Esonique, and this is before the ASR sixteen. He had an EPS Esonique, and a drum machine, a Kyle, a six a MPC drum machine. Way back then, in high school, he's a senior in high school, and we we're like freshmen. And and we did an album. We ended up doing an album, a compilation album called Texas Shootout. And I was like eighteen years old, nineteen years old. And I had four songs, Snipehead. Was, was, was you still going by the... Um, oh, the Slick? Nah, the, the slick, slick guy went to... The Slick guy went to jail a couple of times. He wasn't too slick. <laughs> I changed to wood. My, I, I morphed into wood. Um, I, I moved from Dobie to uh, Clear Lake area to Missouri City. And... Fell up. That's why I fell up under Pharaoh and Street Military, and I followed those guys. You know, I had a grouping over there, but here I go again. My dad passed away, and I moved with my aunt. And I here it goes again. I'm losing whatever connection to music I had. I'm kind of losing it. But me and Noel Alamon, he went to school in Boston, so he went to college in Boston, and Mike went to Oklahoma, and I was still just here going to TSU back and forth, 
uh, messing around. And I said, so I was skipping school going to three twos. You know, I already met three two and opened up for him. So I'm skipping TSU going to three twos house in 1995. And I'm running behind uh, Pharaoh Flea and, and Icy Hot and KB, KB. Street Military. Mm-hmm. And I just, so I morphed into Wood. I moved to Missouri City. My street was called Hammerwood. I didn't want to okay. get in trouble. I didn't want to get in trouble peddling my little bud. And <laughs> so it's like my neighborhood was Kirkwood. My first house in Third Ward was on Live Oak. This house is Hammerwood. I lived in an apartment on Braveswood. I lived in an apartment on Larkwood. And it's just. Yeah. Makes every sense. Hood got a, every hood got a wood. You know what I'm mm. saying? A street. Heatherwood, Clarewood, all these streets. I lived on, in San Antonio, I lived on Woodstone. When I lived in San Diego, I lived on Woodman. And it's just. Oh, you know, all throughout my life. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want nobody to know Quentin is peddling weed. So everybody's just going to call me wood. Hammer wood. The street is called hammer wood. No, this is herb wood. We're going to take herb. the ER and we're going to add a B. We're going to add a B and it's herb wood. And it's my street. And that's the crazy thing. Everybody be laughing. Bro, I created my own street. I, I turned my street into whatever, however bad it got. I did that. And. Most people don't do that. Most people go and flock on and do the, you know, do whatever somebody else is doing. But mm-hmm. I turned my street and I told everybody as a kid that I would do right now. You see my posters. Yeah. I told them I would I would do this and I'm gonna put our street name on the map. And that's my name, Wood, man. Every street I represent was had a wood in it, some way, somehow. If it wasn't if I was on this street, it was the side street it was connected to it, it had a wood on it. And, and I I promise to God, and that's the right hand to the man, that's the truth. Of course, I whooped a couple of heads when I was little. <laughs> I whooped a couple of heads when I was little and beat people with sticks. And, and you know that. <laughs> with sticks, sibling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, this police came. The police was like, man, who you is? Walking tall? And, you know, they kept on throwing names. I'm going to call you stick. I'm a, in the back of my mind, 